The first thing we do, me and Gillette, is make sure everybody is asleep. Daddy and Annabelle, I still can't call her mama, go to bed after watching the Lawrence Welk show on television. Parnell will be home at midnight after he sweeps the floors and locks the doors at the LaFleur Theater on the corner of Fulton and West Washington Streets. Little Audrey, champion sleeper, has been snoring for hours, so we don't worry about her. We know what time Deputy Davis drives by our house in his black and white cruiser, making his rounds, and we know his route by heart, which means we know what time he passes the city pool. We've got it all figured out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the bathroom, I yank on my bathing suit, which is still stretchy cold and clammy wet from this afternoon's swim. Gillette hisses from the hallway. Hurry up, Sonny. Hold your horses, I hiss back. This ain't easy. I pull my blue sundress with the daisies on it over my bathing suit, grab my pool towel, and sneak open the bathroom door. And here is what I say then, in my most angelic whisper. But let patience have her perfect work, that ye may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. James 1.4 Patience, big brother. Gillette rolls his eyes at me. Patience, you're big behind, he says. Let's go. Shame on you. I fling at him, and we are off. I said I wanted an adventure, and now I've got one. Gillette is a nut, a nut like one of the Three Stooges, but not really, because Gillette is smart, real smart. Even though he's my stepbrother, and I've only known him for two years, twice times 365 days of my whole life. Tonight, we're celebrating two years of knowing each other, and one year of being brother and sister. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We tiptoe into the summer night, careful not to let the screen door slam behind us. The heat covers us like a warm velvet blanket. We are swallowed up in the muddy smell of the lazy Yazoo River, just on the other side of the earthen levee. The golden glow from the streetlights lining River Road sifts through the trees and sprinkles us like glitter. Our bare feet slap the sidewalk as we race each other the six blocks to the pool. My behind's not big, I huff. I know that, says Gillette. Just because you're eight months older. I know. I said I'm sorry. No, you didn't, I tell him as we slow to a walk and turn onto Dewey Street. I have a sudden thought and blurt it out. What if the invaders are already here? I cast a quick look behind me. What if they see us? Gillette looks at me like I've just started talking backward. What invaders? Didn't you see the paper? Do I read the paper? No. What's happening? Gillette doesn't seem bothered by this news, which makes me feel braver. I saw it when I was at Meemaw's this week, she was taking her nap and fell asleep with the newspaper over her face. I couldn't stand it, how she was snoring in all that newspaper smell. So I tried to pick it off her face, and that's when I read it, clear as day. We're being invaded. What did it say exactly? 
Gillette is a facts and statistics man. He has everything about his favorite baseball players memorized. He can tell you how they do from week to week during baseball season. He keeps track like that. I don't know, I tell him. It just said invasion of Mississippi. Well, I don't see any invaders, and it looks like any other night in Greenwood. Nothing is happening. You watch too many monster movies. Gillette takes off his baseball cap. He's a Giants fan and runs his fingers in his hair like he's combing it, but he's really getting the sweat out. I've seen him do it a hundred times. Do not, I say, but I do. Parnell lets me in for free at the LaFleur, and I saw the creeping terror and beginning of the end last Saturday at the Horror Movie Day double feature.